for Radio 1 91FM podcast. And, and right now I'm joined by Gareth McMillan, who is the Dunedin French Arts Trust Director of the Marie. How are we today? Uh, pretty chipper on a Tuesday morning after an extra day off, always helps. Yes, it always does help, doesn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm still tired. Um, right, anyway, Otipoti has a new performing arts centre. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's really exciting news. So we've been working away quietly in the background with uh, council and some funding agencies to make a space available. Uh, the venue will be open early next year and it's going to be a place uh, for professional performance, theatre, music, dance, kapahaka, you name it. Uh, it'll also be a space for capability building development. So, yeah. Um, so, big shout-out to Creative New Zealand, uh, Manatu Tonga, the Ministry of Culture and Heritage, uh, Alexander Macmillan Trust, and Otago Community Trust, who are the funders who have so far more to come, hopefully, um, enabled us to set up the venue. Oh, and also, of course, not forgetting uh, Tunin City Council. Yes, of course, of course. We can never forget the council. Um, so it's in the old community uh, um, gallery, community gallery, which is on uh, Princess Street. Correct. Um, yep. So, I mean, that's a space that's already used uh, for a variety of different community events. Yeah, well, so it, was, it was really important that um, those users didn't miss out because there's a real need for a space, particularly that object and craft art makers have in the central city that they can access but other community groups as well so there's a bit of a shift going around we've we've shifted the fringe office to the other side of the octagon mm-hmm. and that frees up that space to become uh, uh, the Dunedin Community Gallery uh, and the council will re- refurbish that and um, it's great that it's going to have an accessible bathroom for instance so that space will actually be made you know enhanced for um, for the community and then that frees up uh, 26 Princess Street, which, uh, you know, becomes a space for performance. We, we normally, uh, you know, fringe attendees might be familiar. That's normally the fringe club. Mm. So it's a space that we're familiar with setting up and turning into a 120 capacity uh, venue. Nice. And it is a, a beautiful wee space. And I guess at the moment, uh, with where we're going through with COVID, you'll have 120 seats in there, will you? Yeah, well, that was really important because well, of course, hundreds of <laughs> well, there are there are other venues uh, around the central city, and we didn't want to uh, duplicate any existing resources. So, you know, the the difference, say, from eighty seats to one hundred and twenty seats is significant when you're mounting a professional production. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like a bottom line for us in terms of what we had to achieve when we were looking at um, suitable spaces. It's interesting. I've just been looking through the whole vaccine certificate um, thing. So. Uh, you know, if if we have under the new traffic light system, if we, if we have the um, you know the certificate uh, requirement in play, then it's fine for us to, to be one twenty. So you know that's that's not too far off. Yeah, and tell us about the name. Te Whare o Rukitia mm-hmm. was gifted to us by the local Runaka. Um, it's really important for us um, that they have a significant role uh, in, in in the space. Um, and so we worked with Mana Whenua and, uh, and that was the name that was gifted and it celebrates Rukitia who was a famous uh, kapahaka uh, and other creative activities um, uh, proponent so that's, that's, that's a really lovely name and it's really exciting that um, you know, for us uh, you know, it signifies uh, you know, acknowledging um, you know, whose who's Whenua that we're on and, um, and, and that partnership's really you know definitely the way we want to be working is this a reaction to the loss of the fortune yes and no um obviously the creative sector is hurting a bit uh you know the latest um 
audience uh, survey came out and it showed like a you know a drop in engagement with performing arts from you know about 90% to 68% in Dunedin um, so there's there's less people going to things um, I think it's it's important to note that uh, that you know the fortune was 200 odd capacity yeah. and obviously there's a lot of discussion around the city about a mid-sized performing arts venue this is not that mid-sized performing arts venue the city needs a range of performance spaces so this is definitely more in the studio category than um, in what the fortune or any other developments in the city might end up being yeah, so it's like the downstairs fortune. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is the classic revenue. Yeah. yeah, that I've been to saw many, many shows at. So, um, so when we're talking about performing performance, performing arts, um, what are we talking about? What is the range of arts we'll see at this venue? Uh, I don't think it's limited by any particular genre. Um, I mean, it's, it's no secret that the theatre community is certainly hurting the most with the loss of not just a venue, but all of that kind of infrastructure that went with the fortune. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely a community they want to make sure that we're looking after. Um, but also, likewise, mu- music as well. You know, there's, there's a lot of issues with our existing stock of venues with, with noise complaints, mm. um, which is definitely something that I know that, you know, the Save to Need Music Collective are working on with our council. So... You know, music is absolutely part of the mix. Yeah. Um, dance, you know, Dunedin's also got a very proud history of dance. We're a city of literature. There's a lot of, you know, literature isn't just necessarily sitting down on the old keyboard. It's also, you know, play readings, um, you know, performances and, and that kind of stuff as well. So often there's quite a performative element to it. Yeah. So it's not really limited in its scope um, in terms of in terms of what style of performance. We're welcome to, uh, we really welcome um, expressions of interest inquiries from anyone out there who's creative. And have they started coming in already? Well, we've only just been able to go public about it. Um, yeah. So the most important thing that we need to do now is fuck off an with the community and actually engage with them and get them on side um, and and part of the journey. It's really important to note that this is a pilot, so yes. we're not we're not delivering. Hey, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be like forever. Yeah, it's like okay, we have had to work on this in confidence to get it to a certain point. But now we're at that point. We're opening up the doors and we're really willing to engage and consult. Uh, so there will be community hui and, uh, and other forms of, of ways of getting feedback and making sure that we further develop the venue so that it aligns with what the community actually needs and wants. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and so I mean, it's a pilot in terms of the beginnings now, but there's, but you're pretty confident that that space will stay a space for performing arts. I'd certainly hope so. Um, yeah. It may evolve into something different. Um, you know, there's there's definitely potential for that, and that's one of the things that we will be looking at. Um, we've got a pending application at the moment, for instance, to develop a fairly comprehensive business plan. Um, you know, the funding's all secured for the for the next little period, but yeah. actually, how to you know, and this is not just a challenge for us; it's a challenge for for anyone who's in the creative sector in any venue in the country. How do we make it sustainable? You know, what's the model? Um, we want it to be accessible to the performing arts community, so therefore we can't look at charging too much higher fees because that you know that becomes an e- economic barrier. Yes. Um, so so what what funding's available out there? You know maybe we can uh, also augment that with um, you know having sale of alcohol and food. Uh, you know during the fringe we developed our own ticketing system, so you know it's the possibility of of that you know it's a very economical system. It's a way of possibly that supporting. Uh, artistic activities within the space as well. So we need to look at all of that and make sure that um, it is sustainable. It's not just um, 
not just a flash in the pan and then it's gone. Yeah. And so you were saying before, with this becoming a performing arts centre space across the road, which is the second tip-top, not the original tip-top, but then the other one that went into the building, or was it an internet cafe? I can't remember what Do you mean the social pub? Do you mean the social pub? No, next to it, where that that space is. Uh, Is that where you're turning into the art space? Uh, so it's it's all part of the original DIC building, which is these days part of the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it is connected. It does have a um, a door at the back that connects the two spaces. Yeah. Um, although there's separate front entrances. So it'll be really exciting during the Fringe, for instance. We're just planning um, for our opening night party, for instance. We might have live comedy in one of the spaces and then some acoustic music in the room next door. And you can just cruise between the two spaces. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's really exciting. Or, you know, later on in the year, if there's other festivals um, using the space, I think it would be amazing to consolidate and have both spaces available, you know. So it's it's really an enhancement of the existing infrastructure that we've got here in Dunedin by, by thinking of the two spaces as more consolidated. Although in saying that, the co-popper of the Dunedin Community Gallery is not changing. That's, yeah. uh, that's a really important thing to know. Yeah, yeah, it is really important to know. Well, I, I think this is this is a great move. It's really important. What spurred, I mean, where the original idea for this come from? Well, you know, it's sector-led as opposed to, you know, funder-led or, or you know... Um, w- there's you saw a, a need. There's, there's a need. I mean, there's, as I mentioned, the latest audience statistics show that there's... Uh, a reduction in engagement in the arts in, in Dunedin and Otago. Um, you know, there was a big uh, comprehensive study in performing arts done which, um, uh, you know, summarised that Dunedin was missing out on opportunities. Um, you know, it was something that we felt that we had the capability to deliver. Um, you know, we've already, uh, you know, people most think most of us as an organisation delivers the Dunedin Fringe, but with the New Zealand Young Writers Festival coming up on Thursday, yeah. the Amped Music Project, and also activities throughout the year. Um, we were kind of existing in that space already, so we're really keen to further develop those aspects of our operations, you know, the capability development, supporting. And I believe that the solution to what we're facing is actually to work at grassroots, actually yeah. to build people up. You know, mm. f- For me, it's really exciting when we um, interview interns and when we talk to you know people who might be just finishing a degree at Otago or at the Polytech and to go, hey, you know what, you don't have to go live in Auckland and Wellington. Actually, if you want, you can stay here in Dunedin and there's opportunities for you in the arts right here in this beautiful city with all the amazing creativity we've got indeed and, and so there should be because it is a creative city right absolutely oh, there's a reason why we have the young art uh, young writers festival coming up this week we're yeah a, you know we're a unesco city of literature um right so if people want to book this venue how do they do that how do, how do we um, find out all the information uh best to contact kate kate at rukatea.nz go to the website rukatea.nz there'll be more information on there Alright, brilliant. Hey, well, thank you for coming in this morning. Cheers, Jamie. Absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.